Welcome to episode 9 of Bob Speaks on April 26, 2013. Sorry it's been a while, but uh, a lot of other stuff has been coming up recently. However, uh, yesterday on April 25th, Apple uh, put on sale their tickets for WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference, and they sold out, or at least you couldn't purchase any new tickets, after about the first two minutes. And truth be told, the response since then has been absolutely abysmal (laughs) from that point forward, or at least from my point of view. Um, So that's what I'm going to be talking about um, today. Uh, It's called, I'm calling this episode WWDC Fallout. And first disclaimers, I didn't, I neither tried to get myself a ticket, nor did I even want to get a ticket, Mom mainly because of money, not because I don't want to go. I would love to go to WWDC at some point. But uh, regardless, I did not try and I did not get one, obviously. Um, And I was not planning on going anyway. However, uh, from some longtime Mac developers, I'll have um, some links in the show notes to various posts from, uh, I think, Daniel Jelkut and uh, John Syracuse, uh, Marco Arment, um, give me a second here. Uh, Jeff Lamarche. Uh, so I, I'll have a number of articles specifically relating to um, WWDC, what happened on the 25th, um, and then also their suggestions for how to fix it in some cases. Um, basically, on the 24th, Apple announced that they were going to put the... Tickets on sale on the 25th at, I think, 10 a.m. Pacific time. And essentially, it was going to become first come, first serve. If you follow the trajectory, and I'll try and find an article and put it in there from uh, uh, David Smith, that showed, it just went through kind of the first year that it sold out, which I think was 2008, how long that took then, and how it's just progressively and exponentially, it sold out faster and faster and faster over the, over the past few years, where I think last year it was two hours, maybe? And the year before that, I think it was 12. And then this year it was two minutes. Um, now, there's been some stuff where they've been calling up developers and telling them, you should, you're going to, we did reserve a ticket for you, you're going to be getting a notification. And there's some stuff around that too. But needless to say, it sold out and it sold out quick. And there's been a lot of just weeping and gnashing of teeth from people. And a lot of them have been very longtime Apple advocates or longtime Mac developers. Um, and f- from my perspective, and I'm needless to say, it, my perspective doesn't matter and is very limited. And <laughs> but with all that, um, you know, it, it's funny to see such a huge outcry about an optional developer conference that you have to pay at least from my perspective is a substantial amount of money for and spend a whole week in California where all those things are optional and it, it seems like a lot of the calls for ending the worldwide developer conference or changing it from a, a about 52 to 5500 person event to like a huge mega 50,000 person conference um you know fundamentally changing what the conference is it it seems like a drastic 
you know, a drastic measures for things that maybe don't have to happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of good reasons why people want to see di- changes from Apple. You know, they want time with actual Apple engineers. They want to be able to ask more questions. You know, and those are all decent stuff. And just read something that Apple's announced that they're going to be going on the road with their tech talks again. So that's one way to meet developer demand. But the flip side of it is that Apple has this 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 issue in many different ways is that they've gotten so big and yet they want to do some things so small. So Apple has a, a ton more developers working on its platforms now, but it still wants to be able to have a small intimate conference. Those are at odds with each other. Um, you know, Apple wants to audit to an extent all the applications that go into their app stores but they want to do that by hand and so that creates longer waiting periods for applications to get um, accepted into the stores so they want to be act like a small player so and, and make decisions based on that and yet they have this huge huge developer base and user base too to an extent that they're trying to meet um I know one thing that we had it at the the Apple Store was just the humongous amount of people coming in with iOS devices and the relatively small number of well-trained staff we had to try and meet that need and you're going to have to try and give and take. Do you just not have as many openings for people or do you try to bring up people faster and maybe have you know uh, the quality lower overall? to try and meet that need. And, and that's what it comes down to. Now, uh, Jeff's, uh, Jeff LaMarche's post had some really good ideas that I really thought would be cool, such as tiering the, the tickets so that you can help, you can maybe push people into more specific areas, like having uh, an all-purpose pass that's quite a bit more expensive, and then one that's for only beginner stuff, which is less expensive, and one's for only advanced stuff. If you're only planning on going to those sessions one that's a lab only, one that is just to get into the conference center and not necessarily into the sessions, to have a keynote only pass, you know, to kind of cut it, slice it and dice it a little bit more in order to allow more people in, but maybe still keep the atmosphere a little bit smaller in those se- those um, those areas. Um, I like the idea of a sessions only, like a conference center only pass, um, you know, probably be the cheapest one of all, but you get to at least be there around people in the conference center working with probably other people with the conference center only pass. Uh, I thought that was a cool idea. Um, he talks about a lot of other, a lot of reasons why Apple's probably not going to fundamentally change WWDC, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, I, one thing I was thinking about before Apple did the text talks was you know, that maybe the community could fulfill some of these roles by, having smaller regional conferences. Now, one thing like the Ruby community is really well known for is just the sheer number of Ruby and Rails and different types of conferences that people have close by. Even like this weekend, there's the the Twin Cities Code Camp uh, 2013. I think I think that's what's going on this weekend. But there's the Chippewa Valley Code Camp. There's, you know, there's a whole bunch of different conferences for techs and there's the the mini bar which is a bar camp held up in the twin cities and there's madison ruby conference and there's the windy city rails conference that's coming up in the fall and the summer in the fall um you know 
and there's there's been Lone Star Ruby and there's the Midwest Ruby Conference and there's just a whole bunch of different regional conferences and a lot of times you know similar people are speaking at different conferences or new people are speaking because they're smaller you know there are other conferences around Apple developments technologies but I don't think nearly the same amount of you know locations available um the prices at the same time you know is that's not quite the community feeling you get within the apple development community it's kind of like wwc is the event and then these other ones kind of happen at certain times but they're not you know not quite the same feel maybe there's some of that that could go on at the same time, maybe Apple could release its engineers and its and its uh, developer relations people to speak at these uh, different regional conferences if they would happen. You know, it might be one way for Apple to kind of alleviate the need a little bit uh, or speak with develop more developers in more places. And the tech talks are kind of, I think, are kind of going to do that. And so that's kind of a, a moot point when I was thinking in my head. Um, one cool thing with the WWDC thing that's happening is um, they're having an alt WWDC or WWDC alt, one of those two. Um, uh, CocoConf happening at the same time, you know, price is going to be the same. They're going to have speakers there for the whole week. You know, that's kind of a cool way to get more of the Apple development community in San Francisco. At the same time, they're going to be going to different conferences, but afterward, you know, there's going to be a lot of mingling, a lot of people together. And that's, you know, a lot of times what you hear at conferences is that's where a lot of the, the quote unquote memories are made and stuff like that. And again, connections are made for people, which is kind of a cool idea. Um, you know, some other things that Apple could maybe do is live stream the sessions for Apple developers. Um, or, you know, or, you know, to have in some fashion. And this time they're going to be having the sessions available sooner than they have in the past, which is a good way to do it. Um, live stream the keynote, um, have, I think the separate keynote pass for people in the press would be a good way to go about it. You know, there's a lot of different things they could try. Um, the wholesale just NWWDC or turn it into this like mega conference where it becomes more like build or even like Google IO, you know, I don't think that's going to necessarily accomplish the goals that apple wants i don't know it, so far they've resisted the urge to go that route and they must have a reason for it at least that's the way it looks from from someone who's on the very outside um, and even when i was working for apple as an apple genius a lot of times the stuff they did was they, they like to keep things small even when we did our our genius training at cupertino you know we were in a smaller group and we got to work together as smaller genius groups, even though there were four other sessions going on at the same time, we were just one group and we had two trainers and we worked with those guys and we got to know them. And we, it, it just felt like Apple likes to keep things small, even though they're really big. There might've been a hundred of us there getting trained at that time. or I forgot how many, maybe 50 of us total over the, the two weeks, but our group of, 10 to 15 was our group and they like to keep things small. Would that work at the developer level? You know, the easiest thing is those trainers were professionals and that's what they were doing at that time. Whereas for WWDC, you're pulling actual Apple engineers and developer relations people and off of projects for that week. Um, how often can you do that? You know, and you get into the whole mythical, mythical man month thing where if you add just, start adding more developers, are you actually going to make things better or worse? It seems like WWDC is a unique event and that making it larger is probably not going to make it any better.
better necessarily. And that kind of goes antithetical to what Apple tries to do, which is to always make things really good. And so if you were going to make it larger just to make get more people in, that seems to be kind of counterproductive to what Apple likes to do. So I don't expect them to ever do that. The main thing, though, is, you know, I don't know. It's an optional conference. Would it be awesome if everyone who wanted to go could go? Sure. But at the same time, it really sounds like it's people who expect that they'd be able to go because they put an extra effort are the ones who are getting the most upset about it. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Next year, maybe it will. More than likely, what's going to happen is Apple's going to try something different because, yes, this year was kind of a crazy time. Two minutes is crazy, and they're still trying to work out the problems. So I'm guessing there's going to be changes for how they're going to handle WWDC registration next year. Could it be going back to a multi-tiered system where you purchase, you know, certain levels of Apple developers get preferential treatment? Maybe. Who knows? One thing for sure, Apple's not against changing how they handle things if they can figure out something better. But I think that's the key thing. They're going to try to do something because it's better, not just because what they were doing didn't work how they were expecting to. That's it for this week. I know it's not much. That was a lot of time to spend talking about something that I'm not even going to be a part of and I really have nothing to do with. But I thought it'd be nice to get another episode out. So thanks a lot for listening. And until next time, bye.